Welcome to the Readings Podcast. My name's Chris Gordon. I'm one of the uh, events managers at Readings, and today I'm talking to the pretty extraordinary Jamila Rizvi. We're talking about her new book, The Motherhood. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about her first, though. She's an author, a presenter, a commentator. Her first book, if you've been lucky enough to read it, haha, do you see what I did then? I did. It was very good. Very good. Was called is called Not Just Lucky and was published last year. Uh, Previously, Jamila has worked as an advisor in the Rudd and the Gillard government and was editor-in-chief of the Mamma Mia Women's Network. She has been named one of Australia's 100 most influential women by the Financial Review and she lives in Melbourne with her bloke and her gorgeous son, Rafi. How old is Rafi now? He is two and a half, almost three now. Oh, my Lord, running everywhere. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. So I'm asking you about your son because you have written this, well, kind of edited this quite extraordinary collection of women's stories about the first six weeks of motherhood. Can you tell me about how this concept came about? Well, it came about for a few reasons. I was walking one day with one of my girlfriends, Lucy, and we were we were wandering along and we were talking about the fact that she didn't have any children yet had a number of girlfriends who were pregnant and she felt really useless in the immediate weeks after they'd given birth. She felt like she didn't know what she could offer beyond coming along and saying, oh, cute, and giving them a onesie. And she, she wanted something to give them. And I was saying, well, if I could go back and give myself something, it would have been the wisdom of other mothers. One of the things I really experienced when I had my son was that there were books galore about the baby but there were no books about the mother. Of course. And I felt that I'd been through this enormous transformation in who I was as a person and my world had been turned upside down. My life looked completely different to what it did a few weeks before and yet all the books were about the baby and how to get the baby to sleep and what to feed the baby, all of which is very important, but there was nothing about my change and the change in my emotions and the change in who I felt I was And so that's what this book is, I suppose. I I wanted to fill that gap. And originally I thought about just writing something myself, but motherhood is so unique to the person who's experiencing it and that transition into motherhood that it just didn't work for me. So instead I thought I'm going to gather stories from all different women and hopefully between us we can be great teachers for the next generation of mothers. One of my favourite parts of this book is uh, the kindness, of course, of all the women's stories. But there's a terrific quote that I want to read to you uh, by Alyssa Warren and she says, it's sort of in the opening part of her story, I guess, this tiny, screaming, mustard-coloured, pooping bundle (laughs) who has turned your life into a pavlova is going to be the pathway to more friendships. And I thought that's actually what this book is about in some ways. Do you think that, that these women, they're all saying, you will get through this. We are your friend. We're going to take you through this next six weeks. Yeah, I think so. And I think for so many women, those first six weeks, even those first three months really, 
can be incredibly isolating and lonely uh, because partner often goes back to work if there is a partner and you're at home and while you often will have some support from family or friends dropping in or being there, most of the time it's you and this screaming thing that you've never met before. And as a lot of the women in this book point out for it's not for everyone that the love is instant. Sometimes the love takes a little while and sometimes that takes a long while to build. And so that loneliness and that sense of isolation that you are alone in your little house away from the rest of the world and you almost can't believe that the rest of the world is going on without you. And for me, even the the title of this book, The Motherhood, for me it was about saying this is a different type of sisterhood Yeah, because the only way you're going to get through this completely new experience is to share it with others who've been there before. And I really did feel that way. I found the first few weeks of motherhood incredibly tough and it started getting easier when I let in other mothers Um, and when I sort of opened my world up to the experience that others had, recognising that, oh, my goodness, there are people who've done this before (laughs) and maybe they'd understand how I'm feeling. I remember when I gave birth to my daughter, I couldn't believe it when I left the hospital and I was looking at all those people in the streets of Carlton and their lives seemed to have not changed at all. It was as if I was now entering a whole new world, like really, like I, I couldn't believe people were driving so fast. You know, I, I'd only been gone for 24 hours. I hadn't even, you know, I didn't even have a long hospital stay and I just, the, the shops were still open it was quite ex- incredible. It was an extraordinary experience. There is that sense of the world go- The world went on without me yeah. and you can't get your head around that and it doesn't seem because your world's been so radically altered and it doesn't make sense that other people are just having an ordinary day. That's right. So I think one of the great things about listening to uh, reading other people's stories is understanding that even though your world in some ways has become quite small in that first six to 16 years, but, uh, <laughs> but in actual fact, you are now joining a whole group of women that have done it time and time again and they're all there on the other side looking at you and encouraging you. Yeah, I think there were a few things I wanted to get through with this book to the reader. The first one was you're not alone even if you feel completely alone. Yeah. Now, that sounds kind of naff and a bit like I'm talking on a Hallmark card, but there, there is that loneliness you feel as a new mother, particularly if you don't have a lot of friends who are also new mothers. Yeah. Um, particularly, I think a lot of women go through a sense of feeling like their partner just doesn't get it That's because right. in the end, partner, male or female, didn't go through the same thing that you did. And I think birth itself is can be so traumatic for women that the way that you process that can be quite complex. So I think giving people that sense of here I am holding your hand in the dark and I will be there for you, even though I'm just words on a page right now, there are women who have felt exactly like you have and it gets better and it gets easier. I like that there's such a a range of stories. Like I was very taken with uh, Felicity Harley's story and uh, she talks a little bit, doesn't she, about feeling a bit neurotic and being a bit overconcerned about her her child but in fact... uh, her child became very, very ill and without her being, you know, quite concerned, quite worried and taking immediate action, this child potentially could have died. Yeah, and she talks about trusting your her instincts, instincts yeah. and the number of people who mocked her for trusting her instincts and yeah. people who sort of said, no, 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 that's just a new baby, you don't know what you're doing because yeah. you're new at this yeah. and her saying, well, I trusted my gut and my gut was right. Yeah. Imagine what that would do. 
to you for the rest of your life to have that knowledge that your instincts were spot on and off you go. I think that that idea of you know your baby, some new mothers have it really strongly have that understanding of, of no I know this baby and I know what's right yeah. I know I know I really didn't no I, didn't I was either. I was sort of just looking at everyone quizzically and hoping someone would tell me what to do yeah yeah so how did you pick these women to share their stories oh it was a mixture of a mixture of reasons yeah. I wanted to um, include a lot of high profile women because yeah. I wanted to show the universality of motherhood and that often motherhood can be made to look glossy and perfect and beautiful, particularly yeah. on our television screens, on our radio stations, in the newspapers we read. In our Instagram feed. Absolutely. So I wanted to take women who a lot of the readers would recognise and ask them to show the raw difficulty of new motherhood as well as the great love that comes with it. Is that the brief that you gave the women? I didn't give them the most complex brief. We worked a lot together once there was a draft, but early on I gave as little information as I could and that was because I didn't want to implant my experience of new motherhood onto them at all. I simply said to them, can you write a letter to yourself as if you were back there? What What is the advice you would give yourself if you could go back in time? And the reason I did that is there's so much judgment around motherhood and there's a lot of fear of judgment and should you breastfeed, should you bottle feed, are you doing this right, should you sleep train, should you not watch, you know, there's so, so much garbage out there that I felt like the only way to free people from that, free writers from that, was to say to them, write to yourself. Because if you're judging yourself, well, that's up to you. Um, no one else can have a go at you for that. So because they're writing to themselves, I think there was a sense of perhaps a greater freedom. And I, I did have a concern re- really early on this. I think there's more than 30 letters in the book. And really early on, I thought, oh, gosh, what if I get these letters back and they're a bit dull because they're too similar? None of them are similar. None of them are similar. There's even in that book, and I'm not sure if you picked it, but there's even two letters from mothers to the same child who are a lesbian couple, and the letters are so different you wouldn't necessarily pick pick that that. they're talking about the same child. I did not pick that. Yeah, and I didn't point it out specifically because I, I wanted this book to be, this book is not about the baby. This book is about the mother's experience, and two mothers' experience of the same baby can be completely different. Completely different. Yeah, clever. Great. What I did think that there was in common, though, apart from all of the women going through some sort of trauma, uh, was that all of us in that first six weeks, three years, 16 years, <laughs> whatever, seemed to watch a lot of bad TV. Yes. Don't you think that was a recurring theme? I know. I, I think it's a real, it's a really good bonding question, I think, when you meet another new mother. What are you watching? Yeah, I watched a watch? lot of Gossip Girl. And when I say yeah. a lot, I watched all of it, all six seasons. <laughs> and you're watching it at such odd hours, aren't you? I watched a lot of Rave. My kids are much older, so we didn't have such a, a range. But You didn't yeah. have Netflix. There was no Netflix. There was no Netflix when I was uh, doing the wee hours of the morning. But gee, I was pretty up to date with with film clips. <laughs> you've got, to, I think, you've got to have something to keep you company and something that grounds you in the world that everyone else is living in. Yeah. Um. You know, some kind of touch point on pop culture, whether or not it's music or television. Something that means you can carry on a conversation with someone on the street about yep. something that is not your baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I thought that was I thought that was terrific, uh, and all of the women at some point I did feel would say something to their former self, be kind. Yes. Have courage, yes. be kind. 
That there, would be the other thing. I agree. There are some common themes that come through in the book and one of them is that empathy for yourself yeah. and finding a way to give yourself some time and say it's okay that you're not good at this yet. Yeah. You've never done it before yeah. and it's okay that you're not loving this, yeah. um, that that's, a, that's allowed. And also the flip side of that, one of the letters that I remember reading it and feeling like, I, I almost had this emotion of, did we do the same thing? There's a beautiful letter um, from Laura Chalmers who writes for the Courier Mail in Brisbane and she talks about she is one of those women who was born to be a mother and from the day she went home from the hospital was like, this is what I was meant to do. And her letter, there is so little self-doubt and so little fear and so little anger. It's just full of love from that first moment and joy in what she's doing. And that experience of those early weeks like that is the experience of some women. Um, I think it's a more unusual experience, but it very much is the experience of some women. So I wanted to make sure that with all of those letters, we had a composition of different experiences that you would find something you could relate to. They'd all be interesting, but in at least a few of them, you'd say, oh yeah, that's me. I feel like that. So going back to how you chose these women to sort of participate in this wonderful project, I understand that you said that some are high profile, but I will say the other thing it seemed to me is all of these women are creative in some way. That's what I thought. They're all doing something other than being a mother that it, that seems to be in some sort of creation field. Is that something that you did automatically without thinking? It's or? not something I did deliberately. Yeah. I think it's probably a byproduct of wanting people who I knew were beautiful writers. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, in the end, you, you you want people to be able to tell their story yeah. and to tell their story well and effectively. And a book like this only works if the women who are contributing are natural writers and That's natural right. storytellers. Um, so while they're not all authors, I think they're creative types they are. who are able to find a creative way to express what's happened to them. And for me, that was really important. Friendships formed over asking these women to write about their first intimate six weeks of being a mother? Yeah, there really have been actually. There's yeah. a there's a bunch of women in there who were friends to begin with, yeah. um, who I cheated a bit, who I'd, I'd heard their birth stories and their stories of the early weeks before and so I wanted those stories in the book. Um, and then there were some other women who I didn't know who I approached because I heard about their story or I admired their writing um, who became friends through the editing process. And uh, the editing process can be a really intimate one, particularly with a book like this where you're asking someone to really expose themselves, not just to me as the editor, but to a potential audience of tens, hundreds of thousands. Uh, There's an awful amount of trust involved there. Um, And with some of these letters, we went back and forth dozens and dozens of times saying what should we include, what shouldn't we include, how can we do this a little better, how can we change it. Um, But I think the outcome is a book that really balances the the highs and the lows of motherhood. Some of their letters are just hysterical. They're very funny. They're just really funny. Some of them are gut-wrenching. Some of them are sort of quite silly and light. And some of them are kind and gentle. Like there's a real mixture, just as there are a mixture of women. There is. And what will happen to this is a sort of a fundraising, this book. Can you it tell is. us a little bit about your role at CARE and what's going to happen to the profits from this book? So I'm an ambassador for an organisation called CARE Australia, yeah. uh, CARE an international organise, aid organisation. 
Um, one of the reasons I love them is that they put women and girls at the centre of what they do. Um, so their uh, experience in the aid community has shown them that when you lift someone out of poverty, when it, when it tends to be a young man, they're so free of the trappings of their community that once they're assisted to be lifted out of poverty, they often leave that community. And, you know, fair enough because yeah. they, they've come from often pretty horrific circumstances. But because women are so deeply intertwined with that community, they're much more likely to stay. So when you invest in the women, you're actually investing in everyone who lives in that village, who lives in that community. And a woman is more likely to stay, particularly when she has children, because she's laid down roots and she wants to stay in that community and help that community as a whole. So I loved their ethos. I've been an ambassador for them for more than five years now, I think. Um, And I wanted this book to recognise its own privilege, I suppose, that while this book tells some pretty horrific stories and some stories of mothers who went through a really difficult time, ultimately this is a book of women living in the developed world with access to amazing healthcare amazing. at low or no cost and that is not the circumstance of many, many women across the rest of the world. So uh, what I've done is I've donated my entire book advance to the, for this book um, to uh, Care Australia and that has meant the support that has required the support of the women contributors as well because for the most part they're not being paid either. So we are making our contribution um, in that way and uh, it means that when you buy a copy of the book you are also making that same contribution to CARE who are going to do an amazing amount of work with that money and CARE Australia focus most of their efforts on our immediate region. So Papua New Guinea, Indonesia, fantastic, uh, Vanuatu, sort of local East Timor, uh, countries that are that are close to us. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. It's such an enormous gesture, I would have thought. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But um, I travelled with care late last year and... You went I, to India? I went to India, actually, which is where my family are from. Um, and I we went to some of the most remote parts of India and some of the poorest parts of India, uh, which was a particularly interesting experience to me because I've been to the country many times before, but it's not a side of India I'd ever experienced. And meeting the mothers and the children who this is going, this book, the proceeds of this book is going to help, the kinds of people this book is going to help. Um, Yeah, it doesn't become a thanks thing. It becomes just a really important thing to do. Time to write some more books. Thank you for doing that. On behalf of all the women of Australia that can somehow contribute by buying this book, thank you. This is a very easy way for anyone to give back to Care Australia and the work that they're doing. I think this is a tremendous book, Jamila. I wish that there was a book like this when I was a uh, in me my too early, in that early me too. That's that, why I went and made oh, one. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Because really, there was there's just not much out there. I'm thinking of Rachel Power's excellent sort of uh, books. She's written a little about creativity and women artists yes. being parents. She's got a couple of books out. They're terrific, but there hasn't been that. Uh, there hasn't been an acknowledgement, I don't think, of the early uh, the early weeks, the trauma and the tribulations and the terrific times of the early weeks of motherhood. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. I just feel like this book is going to be read at odd hours, though, too, don't <laughs> you? 
You know, that's not going to be. <laughs> Excuse me. People are not reading this just before they leisurely go off to sleep. They're going to be reading this with some child stuck to their breast. They're going to. Oh, yes. This you, has not been designed to be read all at once. Look, if you can manage that with a newborn, all power to your sister. Uh, but this book has been designed to be read in dip in, dip out. That's um, right. I think the longest chapter is about 2,400 words. Yeah, so that's, that's spot on. They're very short. Yep. Um, they are designed to be read in snatches. And I think that's the nature of it, those early weeks. It. Sitting in your car with the engine going while your child sleeps, you could read it. Uh, while you're rocking your child to sleep to him when you're doing that and you're a little bit bored, a little bit distracted. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're doing the audio book. You can listen to the audio book while you're changing the baby. You're doing an audio book? We are. We're recording at the moment. So it'll oh. be, uh, it's going to be released on Mother's Day. This is fantastic. The same day that the book is released. Uh, I think Isn't the, it? No, I think the book's just before Mother's Day. Ah. So we're giving you the chance to buy it for someone Mother's for Day. Mother's Day. That's right. The book comes out, I think, on the 30th of April. That's right. And Mother's Day is the 13th of May. That's right. Oh, fantastic. So one of the last things that we like to do when we're doing a readings podcast is ask a very important question and one that we know that all of our listeners look forward to and take it very, very seriously. So please ponder this for a moment. Oh, God. I know, I know. Uh, we just want to just ask you simply, what, what are you reading now? Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I can answer that question. Um, I have literally just finished this morning um, a- Angela Saney's book, Inferior, How Science Got Women Wrong, uh, which is absolutely fascinating. So she was a, a science reporter for many years and what this book does is it looks at uh, a whole bunch of scientific studies from across the world around the differences in behaviour between women and men and she picks them apart for people who aren't scientifically minded. And I'm someone who dropped out of science in year 10, so I promise it's not that hard. It's terrific that these type of books are coming out because I think Australia needs more scientists, they need more women in that that industry. There's a bit of a campaign going on. And one of the things she looks at is the impact of that on science. You know, the question of if you have less women researchers, less women in the industry and women are turned off the industry for whatever reasons, well, what impact does that have on the actual scientific work? We like to think of science as free of bias and opinion. But it's not. We all have biases that we bring to our work. Of course. And so if you don't have even numbers of men and women in the discipline, you are going to have skewed results. And uh, she picks apart some studies in some fairly interesting ways. So I would highly recommend. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, of course, as important, what, what are you watching right now? Oh. Well, <laughs> tell the truth. I've been watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> and when I say a lot, I don't think I've ever watched so many seasons in such a short period of time. But the other one I'm enjoying at the moment is Rise on Stan, which is really, really good. It's a bit, it's kind of like young people in theatre. It's a bit like Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah, except, I enjoyed that. Except the kids are in musical theatre, not playing football. Great. Okay, some things to look out for. Enjoy. Jamila, thank you so much for your time today. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening in on this tremendous book, Motherhood, The Motherhood, uh, by Jamila and many, many, many other Australian women who have uh, been brave enough and honest enough to share their first six weeks of motherhood. Uh, As we said earlier, it will be available on the 30th of April at All Readings Bookshops. It's been bought out by Penguin Random. And, of course, all of the profits are going to, proceeds are going to Care Australia. So not only is it going to make someone feel good, but you are doing good. Uh, Thank you so much.
Thank you. 